Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Samuel Stillman was called the most eloquent and most universally beloved clergyman that Boston has ever seen. He was the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Boston for over 40 years, throughout the Revolutionary War era, and he was a patriot and a leader in the cause of liberty and independence. Samuel Stillman was born in Philadelphia in 1737. When he was 11, his family moved to Charleston, South Carolina. He was saved and baptized under the ministry of of a Baptist preacher named Oliver Hart, who had been strongly influenced by George Whitfield and was his good friend. Samuel studied theology under Oliver Hart. He preached his first sermon when he was 21, and he was ordained to preach soon after that. He became pastor of a church in James Island, not far from Charleston, and he married a young lady from Philadelphia. The Stillmans had 14 children. At a very young age, Pastor Samuel Stillman suffered a heart attack and was forced to resign his church in South Carolina. He moved to Bordentown, New Jersey to recover, and he stayed there for two years filling pulpits. Then he was asked to come to Boston and be the assistant pastor of the Second Baptist Church. He filled that position for about a year when the First Baptist Church of Boston called him to be their pastor. On January 9, 1765, at 28 years of age, Samuel Stillman became the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Boston, where he would serve until his death 42 years later. When he became pastor of the First Baptist Church, the church had about 70 members, and it was in decline. But under Samuel Stillman, the church began to grow. A revival began in the church in 1769. In the space of three years, the church more than doubled in size. This bothered some of the congregational pastors in Boston, who were not fans of the Baptists anyhow. They published warnings against the Baptists, urging people to avoid their dangerous doctrines and unite with the congregational churches. One congregational pastor published a book in 1772 which said, The divinely appointed way in which persons become members of the visible church of Christ is utterly inconsistent with the supposition that in order to become a member, they must be the subjects of saving faith. Did you catch that? The state church in Boston was espousing the idea that it was not God's plan that you had to be born again to be a member of a local church. But the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Boston did not agree. He continued to win souls to Christ and baptize them. In the early years of Stillman's pastorate, things were really heating up in Boston regarding liberty and independence. And Samuel Stillman was a fervent supporter of the cause. The Baptist historian Thomas Armitage said, Stillman was as holy a patriot as ever trod American soil. In 1766, he denounced England's stamp back from the pulpit of his church. In his preaching, he supported the colonial cause in the general election of 1770. In 1769, Samuel Stillman led a young man named John Pittman to Christ, baptized him, and John Pittman was received as a member of the First Baptist Church. John Pittman was present at the Boston Massacre on March 5, 1770, and he was standing near one of the men who was shot by the British. He guarded the bodies of the men who were killed and became a soldier in the Revolutionary War. After the war, John Pittman became a Baptist preacher. When the British occupied Boston in 1775, the people of the First Baptist Church were scattered. 
Samuel Stillman and his family moved to Philadelphia for safety. In 1776, Pastor Stillman moved back to Boston and began to rebuild his church. Most of the other churches in Boston remained closed, but the First Baptist Church stayed open throughout the rest of the war. In 1785, they had another burst of growth that resulted in 50 people being added to the church. And again, beginning in 1790, 70 more people were added to the church membership. The church would grow to over 250 people by the end of Pastor Stillman's life. Samuel Stillman was such a respected pastor and such an eloquent speaker that the elite of Boston frequently attended his services. It was often standing room only at the First Baptist Church. Among the people who would commonly be seen there were John Adams, John Hancock, and General Henry Knox. One Sunday, Samuel Stillman's preaching against sin was especially scathing, and one well-known man after the service said, He makes us all out a set of rascals, but he does it so gracefully and eloquently that I am not disposed to find fault. The historian Armitage said that his eloquence was easy, sympathetic, warm, and cheerful. It was inspired with the freshness of a June morning, and it fascinated his hearers. Samuel Stillman died in 1807 at 70 years of age. He had lived as both a soul-winning Bible-preaching church builder and as an ardent patriot in the American cause. He had often said that he prayed that his life and his ministry would end at the same time. God answered his prayer. He preached his last sermon on the ascension of Christ. Two weeks later, he had a stroke and within hours he died. His last words were, God's government is infinitely perfect. Samuel Stillman's successor said, no pastor before or since was ever more beloved by his church. The people who sat under his ministry never weary of talking about him. Praise God for the influence of the faithful Baptist pastor of the revolution, Samuel Stillman. Christian, God has eternal works for you to accomplish. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay.